Today I'm going to give you a wrap-up of Taylor's fight last week, and I'm going to give you the most important lessons that I learnt through the process of that fight. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome you back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Now, as mentioned, Taylor Robinson fought for the Commonwealth title last week, and I fully understand that not everyone loves boxing or is involved in boxing or even has a passing interest in boxing, but there are a lot of life lessons to be learnt from these type of experiences. So I want to talk through that. There's a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes, some of which I will pop into today and some of which I won't, because this is just kind of me riffing about things that happen in my life, because it's a part of how I help other people develop themselves. So there's a lot of things that happened. We took this fight, and a lot of people thought we were crazy, because Taylor's had three fights. She's 23 years of age, she's fighting a 39-year-old who's ranked number five in the world, who's had 30 fights, who's held versions of various titles around the world over those years. So we were literally, on paper, fighting the best fighter in this weight division that this country has. And some people took that the wrong way. They took it as us taking too big a leap of faith in Taylor. They took took it as us disrespecting Shannon, the girl that we fought, uh, none of which we believe was true. We believed in our athlete. We wanted the litmus test. We actually believed she was good enough to take that fight. People told us we would get knocked out in one or two rounds. We'd be embarrassed uh, and so on. Now, that didn't happen. The fight went 10 rounds. She lost a split points decision where first judge gave it to Shannon, second judge gave it to Taylor, and the third judge then gave it to Shannon, causing a split points decision. So the judges had trouble splitting the fight. It was very close. There's a lot of improvement for us to make from this fight, but we showed that at 23 years of age, this young girl belongs at that level. Now, there's a lot of things that come in this personal development space. Uh, we had a lot of uh, background things happening behind the scenes. We had you know, former trainers of Taylor's getting involved on the other side, trying to trash talk, getting in the ear of Shannon, telling her stuff that just wasn't happening or wasn't true. Uh, We had other people that we'd previously worked with that we thought were in our corner and on our side, um, having things to say behind the scenes. We had people, you know, bashing this young girl on social media because of perceived disrespect to the champion. But this sounds childish when I explain this to you, but I'm just going to give you the honest rundown of what happened with us over the last eight weeks, that if we hadn't been a stronger team, we most certainly would have succumbed to. So we we just hung strong. So this is the stuff that's going on. Um, the other side of this fight, so Shannon's pulled out of this fight a few times, there's claims being made on, uh, and I've watched this in video, so I've seen the words come out of the person's mouth. This is not like, you know, I, it's been taken the wrong way or someone said that someone said that someone said and then it gets back to me, you know, the old Chinese whispers. I watched these words come out of the person's mouth and the claims were made that myself, Taylor, or someone within our team had created some sort of fake social media accounts in order to threaten Shannon's children. Now, I can say 100% categorically did not happen. I can say confidently did not happen, would not happen. There is no one in the team at Building Better Humans that would, there's just no way. We literally work in youth development. We work in personal development. 
And so from that point of view, to even hear those claims, very easy to get rattled, right? To get offended, to be, are you kidding me? How would you possibly make those claims or how would anyone believe that? And then, you know, as far as, and this is going to sound extreme, but I'm going to give you the facts. Taylor receiving death threats, receiving, you know, people threatening, like grown men threatening to hurt her or this is a 23-year-old, 50 kilo, 53 kilo female athlete just plying her trade. Now, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm just explaining to you that there's a process that we went through and it carried on for eight weeks. We had this constant diatribe of, of, of abuse coming her way, either you know subversively through social media channels, directly through social media channels, and you know coming to us in all other ways. Through the middle of that, we did what we do. We trained. We discussed this within ourselves internally, within our team. And we did not respond because we didn't want to give it oxygen. And that's one of the first lessons that I learned through this. And it comes from Michelle Obama who famously said, when they go low, you go high. So when this crew comes in low and he's acting like the lowest common denominator, it was absolutely imperative that our team took the high road and stayed out of it. We make one or two responses at the tail end of it, but that's it. And we, and we only talk about facts, things we know. And I could go deeper and deeper into that, into some of the conversations I had with people who were claiming that they knew facts that, and that these things had happened. But anyway, the second lesson I learned, people's opinions are not facts. The fact that people thought that Taylor wasn't good enough to handle this fight and that she was going to get hurt, she was going to get knocked out, she was going to be embarrassed, none of that happened. She controlled the competition. She had nothing but class from a physical and skill perspective, but also from the way she carried herself after the event, which I must be honest, didn't happen from the other side. I'll put a link in the show notes for anyone that wants to go back and watch the competition. It was a close fight. Whether you think we won or think we lost, it was a close fight. And it showed that Taylor belongs at at that level. But you watch the way she carries herself throughout. Amazing. The other thing that I learned, capability comes down to belief and willingness to prepare. So Tay was a great athlete before she met me. My job isn't solely in her athletic ability as her trainer, manager, coach. My job is to give her self-belief, to understand that you are capable, but also that you still need to be willing to prepare, willing to learn, and she's phenomenal at that. The other thing I like is that you need to bring on people that can lift you to the next stage of your journey. So if there's anyone in your circle that thinks they know it all, I would advise you to distance yourself from them quickly. Here's the example. I knew that we wanted Taylor to be at her best, so I recruited very good people. One of those was Paul Briggs, former world kickboxing champion, uh, formerly ranked number one in the world as a boxer, won multiple titles as a boxer, um, a couple of years younger than myself, and he's like this very, he's like a sage when it comes to boxing. He's very spiritual, he's very knowledgeable, And I brought him in to bolster our team to add some depth into the experience of walking into a big fight. And he was invaluable, absolutely invaluable. The other side were putting up posts saying, why would you have more than one coach? Don't you trust your coach? Blah, blah, blah. Because they don't understand this concept. When I was in the military, you bring in the best possible resource to achieve the job. There's no ego. We also brought in Brett Smith, who's another phenomenal boxer, 
who's also was internationally rated and held international titles in his day, and who was there to help teach Tay some things about infighting to work as a cut man and so on. So we had this really solid team. So be willing to bring people into your circle that are able to add value to you and help you to grow. And if there's any one person in that circle that thinks they know it all, I think you need to distance yourself from them. The next lesson we learn is when you're challenging yourself, fail or succeed, when you challenge yourself, have a look around and see who doesn't clap. See who doesn't celebrate when you're having a go. Because what surprised me is this bitterness of people that have pretended to be in Tay's corner. You know, an ex-coach, she had two fights with his coach. They just didn't connect, and that happens sometimes, right? If she doesn't connect with me, she moves on. I have no problem with that. If she outgrows me, she moves on. I have no problem with that. We've discussed this. And that's where your ego is no longer getting in the way. That when you're ready to move on from me, or you don't feel like I can add any more value to take you to that next step of your journey, I'm going to wish you well. I'm going to celebrate whatever you're going to do, and I'll be here if you ever need me. But her old coach straight away flipped, started putting up garbage on socials, um, you know, backing the other corner. This same girl used to bag out the other corner to us, used to say all sorts of terrible things about Shannon. But now all of a sudden, she's found when negative people find a common enemy, and the enemy for her was Taylor. And I'm, and I'm giving you all of this in context of what happened with this fight so that you will identify this stuff in yourself. When you challenge yourself, when you say, I'm going to make a change, I'm going to be better, I'm going to get fitter, I'm going to give up smoking, I'm going to, whatever the thing is that you're going to do, have a look and see who encourages you, who celebrates that idea, and who doesn't. Because those people who don't are the people that are going to be subversively just trying to scuttle the ship. So just keep an eye on that. The world is with you. This is my belief. This is my next lesson. The world is with you. But if you focus on hate, you can easily feel as though the world is against you. So here's the example. When Taylor walked out into that arena, it was a phenomenal ring entrance. And that's all a part of the psychology of our sport and bringing yourself up to to what you're about to do. There was 70% of that stadium was backing her. It was absolutely amazing. She walked onto that stage and she was smiling and she was happy and she had energy. And she walked down through the crowd and she was taking the time to to reach out to people and people were touching her and high fives and all the way. She just had this beautiful, positive energy about her. Throughout the fight, same thing. She's smiling and, and not in a, hey, I'm trying to be sarcastic to Shannon way, in a, I'm loving this. This is I'm really enjoying this experience. And it's a really intense experience that sometimes can be hard to enjoy, but she had that. She was focusing on that 70% of the crowd that were loving her, that were supporting her, that wanted a piece of her. Now, the other 30% totally were on Shannon's side because they were her fans and should be. Now, there were some in that who were really aggressive and really, you know, just really negative. And so we've all had this experience in life where, The majority of people are supporting us, if we're honest, but we focus on the minority. We focus on those few people that aren't on our side. Now, if Taylor had focused on, not the 30%, because most of the other side were really good, if I'm really honest, but if she focused on the 1%, 2 or 3% who were really negative, who were really aggressive, then she could have started to doubt herself. Now, two things would have happened. She wouldn't have, have competed as well, but she also wouldn't have enjoyed herself in the moment as well. And that's really, really important. So I do believe the world is with you most of the time. 
The next lesson I learned from this fight is you can win even when you lose. Here's the example. Straight after the fight, it comes down to a split points. Both sides think they've won it or are not sure if they've won it. You know, that's the joy of a split points when sitting there waiting for that decision. In the end, it goes the other way. We just stood there. We stayed relaxed. We were poised. Uh, members of her team came up, um, you know, flipping the bird in our faces, and no one from our team reacted. They were just staunch, and they just smiled because that's where you get to show your class. They interview Shannon, and she bashes me in particular. I'm okay with that. Like, it, honestly, for you to affect me, I have to respect you. I have to look at you as someone whose opinion means something to me, and I didn't feel that. And I'm not disrespecting her, but I'm just saying I didn't feel that from you. So you can't hurt me. And, and my team is the same. We just stood, we were staunch, and we listened. And they just went blah, blah, blah with all this negativity. People from the crowd having a go. Some people tried to defend us, and we, I asked them to sit down because we don't need that. We won in that situation. The amount of corporate offers that are coming through, the amount of um, different amazing charities, etc., that have asked Taylor to represent them because of the class that she showed, she won, even though she didn't get the decision for that fight. You can win even when you lose, and it's how you lose. It's how you conduct yourself. It's, it's how you portray who you are. Again, one of the sayings at the Building Better Humans Project within our team, it's on the back of our shirts when we present, is how we do anything is how we do everything. We needed to perform like that. We needed to keep our emotions out of it if we were to truly be about building better humans. Otherwise, we're just being dragged down to that lowest common denominator. The next lesson I learned was about divide and conquer. People will try to divide you if they can't conquer you. And that means that Tay and I, you can't conquer us. You might have won that fight, debatably, but you can't conquer us. We are who we are. So part of what they will do is try and draw a wedge between her and I. They'll try and divide us. And you will notice this with anyone. If there's someone in or around you that really pumps you up and makes you feel good, if you've ever been involved in a toxic relationship, which is more or less what this was, you're going to have people that need to divide you away from the people that support you first. It's a divide and conquer tactic. If I can divide through the middle of whoever supports you, whoever's on your side, whoever makes you believe in yourself, if I can divide you from them, then I can start to chip away at your confidence, at your self-belief, and you'll start to change the way you view yourself. That was a learning lesson for us. At the end of the day, I want to say this. I'm absolutely proud of Tay and the way she performed, and I'm going to ask her to come on and do a podcast with me for Friday. I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of our fans, who we call the TR Army, for the way in which they handled this entire eight weeks. The attacks, the negativity, the I'm a victim mindset. I'm not denying people on the other side have tough lives or have been through tough lives. I literally grew up in those environments. But you get to make a choice. You get to make that choice in every moment and every day. When Taylor went out there for this fight, I said to her, we focus on one step, one punch, one minute, one round at a time. We do what we need to do in those moments. If we run into any adversity, we then shelf that and come back and start onto the next thing. Boxing is a microcosm of life, in my opinion. The truth is, the adversity never came. She never got injured. After the fight, not a mark on her. You wouldn't know she'd been in a fight. You wouldn't know she's a fighter. And yet, she fought the number five fighter in the world in her fourth professional fight. There is no loss in this for her. It's amazing. But if the other side want to be victims of life, 
They get to do that for the rest of their life. We don't have to buy into that. I'm not denying that they might have tough things going on in in their life. But what I am saying is they have the ability to change that if they want to. If they don't want to, our goal is not to be brought down by it. And I'm proud to say that none of my team were brought down by it. So those are my lessons learned from eight weeks of training, from 10 weeks of battle, from all the garbage that we go through in order to be a high performer in our field. I hope you find some value in that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.